Welcome to Rising Together, a weekly inspirational podcast designed and dedicated to honor stories of human resilience, creativity, and healing. I'm your host, Meg Collier. Thanks for joining me here. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining me, your host, Meg, here at Rising Together for Season 2. I am so excited to have you here and to be sharing the stories of not only my journey, but the journey of resilient humans who are also rising from the ashes in their own right. It is my pleasure, my sincere pleasure, and my deepest honor to share these stories with you. Today, I want to talk to you about a topic that comes up very often for me in my coaching practice with my clients, and that is overcoming overwhelm. Life seems to strike with chaos when we least expect it, or for me, when it seems like I can't really handle another heavy incident, circumstance, or situation. So looking back on 2019, it had taken a lot of turns for me. I hit a lot of unexpected dead ends and endured longer than expected routes, both in a metaphorical perspective and a physical sitting in traffic uh, perspective as well. But a few sobering moments face to face with out of control overwhelm has given me this like great new appreciation for how much it actually takes to overcome these often debilitating and just gnarly feelings, right? Like just feeling terrible, feeling like you can't breathe, feeling like you can't get out from underneath. So Today on the Rising Together podcast for my little monologue here, I wanted to talk about overwhelm. I wanted to shed some light on what has worked for me that I have found um, useful along my path. I, I also found that my overwhelm it like triggers more overwhelm. And so you know, whether it's the first piece or the second piece, or, you know, as some may say, the straw that breaks the camel's back. um, What really gets me going is the churn, the spiraling thoughts. And so I've collected my top three tips today, uh, my insights on how to overcome permanent overwhelm. When you find yourself knee deep in that panic, in that like, what the fuck am I going to do? This is what I want you to do. I want you to come back to these three things and really intentionally give yourself the gift of working through it and figuring it out. Because when you can come face to face with your overwhelm, your faith calms the storms. You know, your faith that it's going to figure out that you're going to work it out. It calms the storm. So let's go right in here and get to our first tip. So first tip, when you find yourself in permanent overwhelm, when you are without a thought of what to do next, because there's so many things to do, I suggest taking a lifetime out. And I also suggest you work the verbiage of lifetime out into your day-to-day life. And a part of making a lifetime work a lifetime out work means that you also can explain it to the other people around you. So what the fuck is a lifetime out? 
A lifetime out is something that I call on in moments of major overwhelm, fatigue, heartache, or even when I simply want to just appreciate a moment, when I feel the big overwhelming feelings of love and gratitude, you know, overwhelming in, in the, um, in the best way, right? Cause there's, I think there's two ends of this overwhelm pole. Whatever the reason for calling one, the lifetime out is about three minutes, right? Or a, a decided period of time to feel whatever you're feeling with full recognition that when those three minutes are over, you're going to get back to whatever the task at hand might be, even if that's simply resting. And listen, it's not always perfect. It's You're not always in the place where you can take a lifetime out. Um, I've taken lifetime outs in bathroom stalls, in back alleys, um, on um, in my car, right? I've taken lifetime outs in the aisle of a grocery store. I take these lifetime outs when I feel the tides turning in a direction that I um, don't want to go, that I don't want to feel. And so giving myself permission is so important and it's going to be important for you too to say it's okay to feel this way and it's okay for me to take a lifetime out when I need one. And that permission has become an honest and a brave way for me to hold space for myself while navigating big and difficult emotions like grief and shame and guilt. Because facing those emotions in the moment with a whole bunch of other fucking shit going on is not going to work. We can't hold all of it all of the time. We're not intended to. We're not even intended to move as quickly as we do. But this is the pace of the world we live in. So putting in a lifetime out really gives you an option to keep going. So set a timer, feel it out one breath at a time then decide to keep moving. My number two tip for managing your overwhelm and your panic is what I like to call the call list. And the call list has taken many shapes and forms and names over the last five years for me, but it has been a tool and a lifeline for me in moments where I could not see the bottom, where things felt like they were spinning out of control. And so when I was divorcing, I decided that I needed a board of directors, right? It made sense to me. I was working at a nonprofit. The nonprofit had a board of directors. The board of directors helped, you know, with a checks and balance system of of how the money was being spent, where the decisions were being made, what was going to um, grow that organization. And I thought about it in the same terms of me. Where was I? I was basically, you know, leaving a marriage, I was my own new, you know, nonprofit, right? Like I'm sitting here trying to make money, trying to make it work, um, disentangling my emotions and my things from another person um, was a very difficult journey for me. And I full wholeheartedly could not have done it alone. And so My board of directors were some of my closest friends that I would call on for support, encouragement, advice, and insight. These powerful friends, these soul sisters, uh, really involved into my call list. And the call list is a short list of people that I can reach out to when my thoughts and emotions are spiraling. 
and I keep it right in my phone on my notes. Um, it's in my planner. I know who these people are. They're my favorites in my phone and I know who I can call with what. I think you have to inform the people that are going to be on your call list or your board of directors. It's an, an invite only thing. And so when you reach out for support, they know how to best support you. And when you invite somebody into your call list or your board of directors, make sure you have boundaries on how you're going to ask for support and how it's best for you to receive feedback. And this is the most important part of asking for help. Because I think a lot of time people want help and they ask for support but then they get upset at how people offer the support or offer the help because it can sometimes land differently than it's intended lands as judgment lands as guilt you know all of those kind of like really complex difficult emotions and so clearly communicating the best way that you could be supported in the moment of outreach is critical for this whole board of directors call list to really work Listen, asking for support is hard. It requires for us to be deeply seen and witnessed. And often we're carrying trauma from prior experiences of being hurt or dismissed or abused. Developing a strong support network is integral to supporting and maintaining our own well-being and mental health. And so whether it's one person, if you don't have anybody, please reach out to somebody. You are always available to reach out to me. And in the show notes, there's hotline numbers in case you need somebody to talk to. Please know um, wherever you are on your path, you are never alone. And there's always support to help you. Next up, third and final tip for today's podcast is small bites. So imagine a hot from the oven pizza with molten cheese and sweet tomato sauce. (laughs) On the drive home, you can smell this pizza marinating as the hot steam wafts out of the box and into your car. Arriving home, you are certain that the time of the drive was far more than enough cool down time for your piping hot dinner. So you go ahead, you take the first bite and it's scalding hot. You burn your tongue and the roof of your mouth and instead of being satisfied, you're now hungry and in fucking pain. Big deep breath. Overcoming overwhelm is much like dealing with a delicious hot pizza. In the overwhelm, it would seem like every coming thought is heavier than the last and the list of responsibilities is mounting, the to-dos are never ending, and your commitments are getting harder to fulfill. It's getting longer and longer and longer. It's a piping hot pressure-driven feeling and it's not fun. I have found the only antidote for resolving overwhelm is really small bites. Sometimes you have to let a situation or a circumstance cool down before you can dive right in and create solutions because real talk, you will skip steps. You will make mistakes. Like my mom always says, step back from your art. You can't see uh, the mistakes when you're up close, when you're in it. Sometimes you need to step back and take it all in. That's really hawk medicine there for you too. Um, Hawk Medicine talks about, you know, taking that full broad perspective. We talk about it in Tai Chi when we soften our gaze in front of us and open our peripheral vision. The best thing you can do when you are in a panicky state of overwhelm is to find your 
best ways to bring your body back to center. When the mind races, the body is also racing as a flight or a flight or fight response and your body is full on triggered, right? You're like hormones and your emotions and your feelings and all of that are all raging and your body thinks it's running from a saber-toothed tiger but really you're just looking at a fucking list and I'm not saying that to be dismissive but I'm saying like your body's going to react the same whether you're in a fire or um, you're just looking at a list if it's the same heightened response the other thing that I want to mention is that our bodies become conditioned to stress and so Um, There are such things as chaos addiction. There are such things as codependency. There are such things as um, emotional addiction where your body becomes conditioned for these responses. Like it's waiting for the response. And this is where we talk about deep inner work. This is where therapy and coaching really come into the picture to help you um, create new habits by using tools and practices and developing consistency in your self-care routine. And so bringing your body back to center is something that is really important. Grounding is another way of saying that. And I have recorded a one-minute meditation that's in the show notes that I want you to listen to if you need to recenter around going slower and taking small bites. Having a developed toolbox of resources and practices is a powerful way to facilitate self-support. However, the first step is always owning and acknowledging that you are in a moment or a stage of overwhelm. From there, enacting serious levels of self-awareness, that's what's needed to take a deeper dive and decide what changes need to be made. If you're overwhelmed, if you can't see the forest for the trees, if your list is going on and on and on and you need help and you're ready to hop off the hamster wheel of despair, obviously you know that I'm here for you and there's other resources and tools that are out there for you as well. So um, seek that. Use the meditation. Take small bites. Decide to ask for support. And remember that you can always, always, always give yourself permission to take a lifetime out. I hope that this week finds you in not overwhelm, but a place where you feel empowered to overcome whatever's facing you. And know that if you take it bite by bite, you can certainly do that. I am so grateful and excited to be sharing season two of Rising Together. We have so many great things on deck for you, so many different types of stories and interviews and sharing just like this. And my intention, as always, is to make this digestible and relatable and um, something that will pick you up and help you keep going as you continue to unleash your greatness into the world. Be good to yourself, my friends, and be kind to one another. And I'll see you back here next week. Thank you so much for listening to Rising Together. This podcast was edited by Sharon Rudiman of Wild Women Healers. The podcast is hosted by me, Meg Collier. 
You can get today's show notes at togetherinrising.com forward slash podcast. To support Rising Together, consider subscribing and reviewing the podcast or becoming a monthly supportive member. Thank you from the bottom of my heart to yours for being here as we document the journey of rising from the ashes. Thank you.